When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we ordinarily don't begin or end the show with a guest. We've got a very special guest in studio as we wrap up the week. I was honored a couple of years ago, Heshi, asked me to be one of the grand marshals for the Israeli Independence Day Parade. And I think I split the baby that day with one of the former stars of the Real Housewives of New Jersey, Siggy Flicker, who also had her picture in the Tannerfly Diner for many years. And I believe that's the last time they held the parade live because of COVID. And I think it's back this year for the first time since I wore the sash. And uh, right now in studio is the gentleman, so well-deserved. He's the Grand Marshal for this year's Israeli Independence Day Parade. And he's uh, Holly Lipman. Holly, nice to meet you, pal. How are you? Great, thank you. Good to see you. Move a little closer to the mic. Of course. So um, I know that uh, it was a huge honor for me. Uh, I had never marched in the parade, believe it or not, which I'm not uh, happy about. So it was my first time to march in the parade, and I was bestowed that honor. And I felt great that day. I imagine you feel great today, too, yes? Yeah, I marched uh, 50 years ago to the day. It was the first time I marched, so it's very symbolic for me. And it's a very moving time. And what makes it significant beyond what you just said, which is that we haven't had the parade for a few years due to COVID, but also because this is the anniversary of the Abraham Accords, which is where four Arab Muslim nations made peace with Israel and a warm peace. Yes. And that's really important because that gives us a lot of hope for the future. Well, it did when Donald Trump was president because he cared about Israel. Israel cared about him. This guy in this administration, they don't care about Israel. I know you want to get involved in politics, but they don't. In fact, a lot of these people, Talibs and Omars and AOCs, they hate Israel and they hate right. Jews. So, yes, when Trump was there, what you guys did was remarkable, was great, was significant, was hopeful. And now it feels like it's all gone. Well, I'll tell you, you know what I find quite extraordinary? You know, you hear how... People on the liberal left, you know, the AOCs, they, they're trying to pass a resolution in Congress trying to support the indigenous population of Israel, and they're trying to label that to be the Palestinians. The irony is that of all the nations in the world, Israel is the one nation that achieved their land through purchase, legal purchase. I can't think of any nation in the world that achieved their legitimacy or became yeah. a nation through yeah. legitimate purchase. It's True. all been through conquest. True. So they blame Israel for conquest, but the irony is Israel didn't do it. Zionists didn't have power. It was the Ottomans and the British, and they bought it from individual Arabs and Palestinians living there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're right about all that, but don't expect these people to know history, please. <laughs> they barely know their own country's history. They can barely know George Washington was the first president. Uh, Abraham Accords, so again, I know you played an integral part in that. So did Jared Kushner, the Trump. Uh, I know you know Jared. Um, tell the folks exactly what that meant and what it does mean now moving forward. Well, you know, these are nations that were part of the Arab League, and the Arab League was a, was a huge block of Arab nations that was aligned and supporting the Palestinians and not recognizing Israel's right to exist. So the fact that they broke ranks, the fact that the UAE, Bahrain, Morocco, Sudan said they're recognizing Israel's right to exist as a Jewish nation 
is very powerful because we see this as a sign and a portent to future other countries recognizing peace with Israel. I think the only other thing that has been amazing uh, since the creation of Israel, 1948, was um, peace with Egypt and Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, this is the most significant development for the Jewish state. And and poor Anwar Sadat paid the price for that, by the way. That's right. Uh, It's been a very uh, uh, violent couple of weeks in Israel. In fact, my executive producer, Justin Ellick, is there right now with his girlfriend. You would know it's violent. He's out every night getting hammered and dancing at clubs in Tel Aviv and Jerusalem. But there has been a bunch of attacks the last couple of weeks. What's that all about? Well, you know, I think that there's a lot of people who are trying to instigate uh, rebellion and riots among the Palestinians, Iran in particular, Hamas, Hezbollah, they're trying to stir the pot all the time. And I think this is why the goal here is to have Israel victory, to say to the Palestinians that if you work with Israel, instead of fighting Israel, you'll have a much better life and you could achieve the things you're looking for. And that's what we're trying to accomplish. But the only way you can have resolution is to convince the Palestinians that they lost. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, I agree with you, but good luck. (laughs) Harley Lippman, big-time businessman, the Grand Marshal Sunday's Israeli Independence Day Parade. I I knew Bibi. You know, I didn't know him personally, but I knew how he operated. I liked the way he operated. Trump loved him, too. And ironically, Biden and Obama, not so much. Uh, This new regime in Israel, uh, are they? uh, what is your feeling on the job they're doing? Um, you know, I, I, I support the Israeli government, uh, regardless of the parties. It's a democracy. You may have favorites one way or another. I, I hope they do well as long as they protect the Jewish people and protect Israel and maintain their, their milita- you know, their alliance with the United yeah. States. I'm on board with any legitimate government in Israel. Last one on Israel. When uh, Obama stands up and talks about 67 and when people like Bill Ritter, Channel 7 Eyewitness News, is putts. I had a long discussion with him a couple of years ago when he's like, it's got to be a two-state. It's got to be two-state. You, you, you can't go around killing Palestinians. It's not fair to them. Not fair. Are, are you kidding me? What are your thoughts on people who want to employ that strategy? It, what, what's again remarkable is that there is no liberation movement, for lack of a better word, in the world that has anywhere near support of the Palestinians. And that's why I think it's really important to try to come to terms with them because they have huge support worldwide, which is misplaced because, again, uh, they were not victims uh, in the sense that they've been characterized today They're as still not being victims, pushed out. Yeah, I mean... They're the ones who carry out the violent attacks on Jews, not the other way around. Is that fair to say? That is fair to say. And I think people... And the problem is people have a lack of understanding of basic history. In 1947, 1948, the UN made a partition. They made Israel and they called it an Arab country. There was no sense of Palestinian nationalism as we know it now then. And that was the idea. So Israel was reasonable, and in fact, when Israel was created, all of Ben-Gurion's direct reports told them, don't accept this. This is not a, how are you going to have a nation that looks like this? It's, it's not a country. And Ben-Gurion said, you know what? Half a loaf is better than no loaf. Huh. And in life, right. you know, you have to work in compromise. The problem in the Middle East has always been the same. It's the Arab rejection of a Jewish nation in the Middle East. And so the, the Palestinians have rejected, yep. and the Arab world did, and they invaded Israel, and people fled. And so that's why you have uh, the situation we have now. But um, I think that they have to come to terms with Israel and recognize Israel's here to stay and, and to work, out, work it out with Israel. And I think this will serve them much better. What are your thoughts on NATO now set to expand? I saw the announcement today. Biden, in fact, uh, is talking about it in Asia. No, NATO is set to expand to Finland and Sweden. What are your thoughts on that? I think it's fantastic. 
It really is. And I'll tell you why. A few reasons. One is Putin's strategy has always been to try to push back on NATO. He doesn't like NATO. And one of his reasons for invading Ukraine was he didn't want Ukraine to be a member of NATO. Well, as of now, it's that strategy has backfired. Not only is it galvanized NATO, but you have two nations that will be part of it. And Finland is a very, very potent nation. It has the largest number of cannons in, in the continent. It has one of the best cybersecurity controls and command in Europe. Yeah. And it has a strong mobilized army. Now Russia has, has to watch out for the 830-mile border with Finland. And the whole country has always been geared up for a potential war. They've always tried to strike the right balance with diplomacy and being on guard. But the whole country is geared up where there are bomb shelters, wherever there are schools and offices to protect them from chemical attack or nuclear attack. Because they've always been afraid since they were attacked by Russia in 1939 in the Winter War, as they call it. They've been traumatized ever since. Yep. So they really identify with Ukrainians. And they really you know, want to make sure that they preserve their freedom. So I think it's a great addition to NATO and it's going to make NATO stronger and it's going to make peace stronger and more likely because what we've learned in history is that military dictators that embark on military expansion stop when they're forced to stop, not when they just stop. So Putin has to be forced to stop. I got to tell you, it is uh, great meeting you and you're brilliant. You're brilliant. And <laughs> I, I want to congratulate you. This is a huge honor and well-deserved coming up on Sunday. And I couldn't pick a better man to represent my people than you. So thank you for coming in today. Congratulations on Sunday, and come back more often. I'd love to talk to you. I would love to do that, and thank you for your kind words. You're welcome. Good job. That's Holly Lippin, folks, here on the Burning and Sid in the Morning Show.